हरे कृष्णा श्री राधा कालाचंद जी की जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जनरन जना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जनरंजना यमुन तीरवन चारी यमुन तीरवन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जनरंजना यमुना तीरवन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर धारी गोपी जन बल्लभ गिरिवर यशोदनंदन ब्रज जनरंजना यमुन तीरवन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा कृष्ण कृष्णा हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्ण कृष्ण हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे 
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय राधा काला चंजी राधा काला चंजी राधे जय राधा काला चंजी राधा काला चंजी श्री राधे जय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जय राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद श्री राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बल देवा जयो सुभद्रा जयो जगन्नाथ जगन्नाथ बल देवा जयो सुभद्रा निताई गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल निताई गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल नीताई गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल निताई गौर हरि बोल जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो प्रभुपाद 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 जयो जयो प्रभुपाद जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गुरुदेव जयो जयो गुरुदेव 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 जयो जयो गोड़ प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोत्तम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जया मुदीर शुणवत स्वकृष्ण श्रवणकीर्तन हृदय भगवते उत्तमाश्लोके भक्तिर्भवती न इष्टकी गुरुवे गौरचंद्राए राधिकाए तदालये कृष्णाया कृष्ण भक्ताया तद्भक्ता नमो नमा कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनाय नंदगोपाकुमाराय गोविंदाए नमो नमा नमो पंकजानाभाए नमो पंकजामालिने नमः पंकजानेत्राय नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो वन चैप्टर एट टेक्स्ट नाइनटीन सो वन एट नाइनटीन माया जानिकाचनम अज्ञाधोक्षजम अभ्ययम न लक्ष्या से मुड़ा दृश्य नटो नाट्याधरो यथा माया जावनिकाचनम अज्ञाधोक्षजम अभ्ययम न लक्ष्या से मुड़ा दृश्य नटो नाट्याधरो यथा माया जावनिकाचनम अज्ञाधोक्षजम अव्ययम ना लक्ष्या मुड़ा ना लक्ष्या से मुड़ा दृश्य नटो नट्याधरो यथा वट वट माया जिल्यूडिंग जावनिका कर्टेन अच्छा नाम कवर्ड बाय अज्ञा इग्नोरेंट 
adokshajam beyond the range of material conception transcendental avyayam irreproachable na not lakshyase observed murhadrishya by the foolish observer nataha artist natyadharaha dressed as a player yatha as translation and purport by shila prabhupad shila prabhupad ki translation being beyond the range of limited sense perception you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtain of deluding energy you are the invisible to the foolish observer exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized please repeat being beyond the range of limited sense perception beyond the range. you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtain of deluding energy deluding you are invisible to the foolish observer exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized purport in the bhagavad gita lord shri krishna affirms that less intelligent persons mistake him to be an ordinary man like us and thus that does they deride him the same is confirmed herein by kunti by queen kunti the less intelligent persons are those who rebel against the authority of the lord such persons are known as asuras the asuras cannot recognize the lord's authority when the lord himself appears amongst us as ram narsimha varaha or in his original form as krishna he performs many wonderful acts which are humanly impossible as we shall find in the 10th canto of this great literature lord shri krishna exhibited his humanly impossible activities even from the day of his lying on the lap of his mother he killed the putana which although she smeared her breast with poison just to kill the lord the lord sucked her breast like a natural baby and he sucked out her very life also similarly he lifted the govardhan hill just as a boy picks up a frog's umbrella and stood several days continuously just to give protection to the residents of brindavan these are some of the superhuman activities of the lord described in the authoritative vedic literatures like the puranas itihasas or histories and and the vedic purana and and the vedic literatures like the purana and the upanishads he has delivered wonderful instructions in the shape of bhagavad gita he has shown marvelous capacities as a hero as a householder as a teacher and as a renouncer he is accepted as the supreme personality of godhead by such authoritative personalities as vyasa dev devala asita narada madhava shankara ramanuja shri chaitanya mahaprabhu jiva goswami vishwanath chakravarti bhakti siddhanta saraswati and all other authorities of the line 
he himself had declared as much in many places of the of the authentic literatures and yet there is a class of men with demonic mentality who are always reluctant to accept the lord as the supreme absolute truth this is partially due to their poor fund of knowledge and partially due to their stubborn obstinacy which results from various misdeeds in the past and present such persons could not recognize lord shri krishna even when he was present before them i pause it here and i'll continue after we have understood some somewhat of it om ajnanati milandhasya gyananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri guruve namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam roopah kada mahiyam dadati swapadantikam नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्ण प्रस्था भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदाता स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषा शून्यवादी पाश्चत्तारिणे वंचाकल्पतरूभ्य कृपा सिंधुभे वतिता पावने व्यो वैष्णवे व्यो नमो नमा जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु निनंदीअदैता गदाधार शिवासादी गौरभक्तवृंदा हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे मुकुम करोती वाचालम पंगुम लंगायते गिरिम यत्तमहम वंदे श्रीगुरु दीनातारणम परमानंदमाधवम श्री चैतन्यायश्वरम हरे कृष्ण Seeking all your blessings I would start with the verse <coughs> So here we are seeing so far the sto- it's going like you know Brahmastra has been released now Krishna has saved Parikshit Maharaj and everybody is nice and happy now Kunt- and as Krishna is about to depart Kunti Maharani is uh you know saying this she's starting this wonderful wonderful prayer some of it we chanted Krishna eva sudeva so these are such beautiful prayers these are you know celebrated prayers by Kunti Maharani Queen Kunti the teachings of Queen Kunti and they are you know Prabhupada wrote it a separate book so that we get to learn it specially and uh, and then i while reading the purport there were many aspect of it maybe some of it we could describe because as the literatures are uh, the this you know this bhagavat puranas are like they are into layers every time you read it you get something new so maybe some of it we can get today and uh, now kunti maharani will be in the future saying that you know let the distress come upon uh, me or us so that we always remember you so the mood here that this chapter named prayers by kunti queen kunti is the mood is basically to you know how we surrender to krishna so with that mood we will try to approach this verse so before this in the verse number 18 i'm sure the wonderful speaker has spoken about it i just wanted to bring you you know attention to the word sati sati has been used for queen kunti but if you see from a mundane perspective queen kunti she had a karna before marriage though it was a divine arrangement nothing of the mundane sort that we think of but still she had a child before marriage and even those pandavas are not the children of uh, 
King Pandu. They were from different demigods. And yet Kunti is called Sati. And this was so, so wonderful. As we come from different backgrounds, uh, we may not, and culture, even in back in India, it's every time it's revolving, it's changing, and this chastity is so difficult to hold back, whether it's the brahmacharis or the, you know, or the matajis. It is very difficult as the Kali Yuga is approaching, but yet Sati is called here, um, Kunti is called here as Sati. So, you know, definitely being a Kali Yuga um, person, I was thinking, oh, how wonderful to be called as Sati, even, you know, knowing so many things on a mundane prospect. But the thing, Prabhupada Raizagi, she is called Sati because she was unalloyed devotee. She is an unalloyed devotee of Krishna. So no matter what we have done, if we become Unalloyed devotee of Krishna, we don't look left and right. If we have just, we understand, we just surrendered to uh, Krishna, you know, no matter how difficult life gets, no matter who promises what, but we do not believe in demigods, we do not believe in any human being, no matter who promises what, but we know our savior is only Krishna, we all can become sati, whether we are brahmacharis, prabhujis, matajis, grihastas, sannyasi, we all can become sati just by surrendering to Krishna. So I just thought that it was nice, beautiful to think of, you know, all of us as sati. So coming to the verse that was given to me to serve is uh, 19. So I will read the translation one more time so that we do not forget what we were reading about. Beyond Being beyond the range of limited sense perception, you are the eternally irreproachable factor covered by the curtains of deluding energy. You are invisible to the foolish observer, exactly as an actor dressed as a player is not recognized. So in the purport, Prabhupada is mentioning the verse. So this is the verse 9-11. Chapter 9 of Bhagavad Gita is called the most confidential knowledge. Chapter 9 is the heart of Bhagavad Gita. Like Bhagavad Gita or otherwise known as Gita Upanishad, is the heart of all the Upanishads. Likewise, chapter 9, the most confidential knowledge is the heart of Bhagavad Gita. So it's a very, very essential and important as, you know, as, you know, the most, the sandwich, it is the sandwich, like, you know, it is the most important part and that's why it's kept in the between. So you do not, as soon as you open, it should not come into anybody's hand once you have understood Bhagavad Gita till chapter 8 and then you read 9 and it will make more sense to you. Otherwise, it may appear like a sentiment, sentimental understanding. So the verse that Prabhupada is mentioning here or yeah, referring here in the purport is, Abhajananti mamura manushim tanum ashritam parambhavam ajananto mambhuta maheshwaram. This is 9-11. Fools deride me when I descend in the human form. They do not know my transcendental nature and my supreme dominion over all that be. So this was, uh, as what is the main topic here? What's been told here is like, you know, the reason, very reason we read these Shastras are so that we know who Krishna is. Otherwise, if Krishna just stand in front of us and um, we wouldn't know who Krishna is. Because what do we with our mundane eyes? So when I told my Guru Maharaj that we get to see Krishna every day, he smiled and he said, yeah, he gets to see you as well. Means what he meant that what eyes do you have to see Krishna? 
but he has you know he can see you whether you see him in a proper prospect or not he can see you so yeah when we stand in front of our dearest radha kala chanji he gets to see us every day you know we are giving a uh, in the school we used to say present like that so we are just present in front of him and he is you know he is purifying us by his glance so uh so but the foolish the foolish people they deride krishna when he comes as a human form they will say oh krishna there are so many mayavad philosophy on bhagavad gita and you know prabhupad again and again and again refute those saying like uh saying you know this is not how we look at it so there are so many times that uh, you know bhagavad gita has been explained without the presence of krishna there is no krishna so uh they say that you know you want ram rajya but you don't want ram in it so you want everything perfect but you don't want god in it but it cannot be perfect until unless krishna is there so um, this reminded me of a story it is about uh, i have heard it from shruta kirti prabhu uh yeah last year he was saying this story and even before uh once uh, you know prabhu prabhu was new into the movement and he was he was as we all know he is a servant of prabhupad he served i believe two two and a half years so he had such wonderful memories from those and prabhu was serving and one day Shira, and prabhu said you know this time i was just uh, getting i'm just paraphrasing it of course i cannot quote him as it is it's a story i've heard years back so and uh, prabhu was saying that you know i'm just absorbing all this philosophies where prabhupad is saying that krishna is the supreme personality of god and we are getting convinced with the fact and then one day shila prabhupad was saying that even if krishna is not the supreme personality of god we will still worship him and shudakirti prabhu was so shocked he's like you know just now i have digested that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and now prabhupad is our spiritual master is saying that even if he is not we will still you know we don't care we still care about krishna so we see that's the mood of the brajavasis the gopas and the you know the brajagopis that was the mood they were like when we see that agasura uh, leela they were so confident they were so confident about krishna being their protector that no matter what comes they know that krishna going to protect them so krishna is their friend they have that much of faith in krishna whether krishna is the supreme personality of they are so well convinced that krishna being the supreme personality of godhead that they have forgotten that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and they all they remember is krishna is their friend they have accepted they have loved krishna so much we see you know the mother of a president even if uh, he is a president but the mother do not care much you know all he cares whether my son ate whether my son is doing all, uh, all right and how is his health and other things so for her it's not how the oh now that one fine day when she, he becomes president her love do not uh, her love doesn't grow extra oh now now that my son has become president now i have to love him more no the ma- when it the president was a baby she used to love when he went to school she used to love and now that he has become a president she 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 still loves she, her love did not change right so like that the brajavasis you know and prabhupad vc has the very much the mood of a brajavasi whether krishna is supreme personality of godhead or not we do love krishna because we have loved him so much we are used to love him so now that whether he is or not we still love so this is just opposite of the fools you know the fools cannot take the fact first they are not able to you know understand that krishna is the supreme personality of god so the surrender doesn't come 
it is just the completely opposite as we know this you know material world is just a perverted reflection of the spiritual world and this braja people the braja gopas vyasadev described them as the cowherd boys and vyasadev says oh these cowherd boys are the kritapunya punja they are they accumulated many millions of birds pious activities and now they are allowed to play with krishna as his friend so not that they just once uh, some day they got up and they became friends of krishna no to become brajavasis to become associate of krishna they had to do many many pious birth it's by pious activities birth after birth it's not that one fine day they design you know like the sahajiyas think themselves now one fine day uh, they just tell okay i am krishna's friend i am gopi and you just dress like yourself as a gopi and then you just go act like that this is not acting it is internalized first and then expressed outside it is not that you express outside and then try to internalize it no it's they have done so much of pious activities that krishna has recognized them as they you know gave him the opportunity to <clears throat> be as a friend to be as a mother be as a father be as the gopis you know to be associate with them uh with him so this is not like a mundane thing that to look at though we deride krishna as prabhupad says the foolish people think all this are child's play oh he is a human being he has a human form like us how can he be the god so with all this we see that you know the fools cannot recognize so they cannot surrender and then of course the love for krishna cannot come but um, when we but then we also have to learn from the literature that you know as vyasadev is vyasadev is saying that these are this cowherd people they were krita punya punja they have done pious activities they have done their tapasya uh, i was personally asked from a different um, a person from a different institution back in india that you know prabhupad haven't done enough of tapasya that's and i was like oh come on prabhupada has done his tapasya it's just that you are not seeing it now so it's the same thing you know for the cowherd boys and people take them for cheap because they do not read shastra and they speculate thing of their own they take things on a sentimental ground so we have to understand so that we can tell them oh this is not how it is and see look what it is supposed to be so the less intelligent ones they do not believe krishna to be this is just opposite as as i said to be the supreme so they not they do not care about his extraordinary feat but his devotees love krishna so much that they ignore his supreme personality so like the uh, so as we say the mother of a president so if we can remember that so we understand the position of the gopas and the gopis so you know to look at both may appear that they have the same they don't care about krishna's existence right even the gopas said oh krishna oh krishna said so many times said oh you think you are better than us we can fight you back and we can wrestle and all this leela's past time that we read in the canto 10 but then they may appear like the same as the fools like who do, who do not care about krishna but it's not one side it is they one has envy of one is envious of krishna and that's why they don't care about krishna's existence other side it's that intense love they have for krishna they you know they said okay krishna you might be the supreme personality of godhead but you know for us you are our friend you are our son you are our you know lover so it's just it may appear same but it is not it's a way different so we see even the gopis the gopis when krishna disappeared from the dance uh, rasalila dance the then 
they went and they saw Narayan and Narayan was their worshipable Lord. But when they were missing Krishna, they did not even say, oh, Narayan is here, let us worship Krishna. So let us worship Narayan. That time, like, they said, okay, Narayan, have you seen Krishna? They were so mad after Krishna. They were so, so much in love with Krishna. That, that time, they didn't want to worship Narayan, whom they have been worshipping to get Krishna. Now, Krishna is lost. They are asking again, Narayan, okay, where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? So for them, this is the love they have. So that's how the devotees are. They give up everything. They give up like the gopis, like the brajavasis, like Mother Yashoda, Ananda Maharaj. They give, they, they are ready to give up everything just to be with Krishna. But the fools, fools, they do not understand and then think, you know, the bhakti, the bhakti path and this is all sentimental. So that's why we have to do our scripture so that we can give them, you know, back and forth. Prabhupada says his books are like that law books. So we make sure we read them so that we can, you know, defeat them saying, okay, read this and you will know what bhakti is. It is not just sentiment. So about Prabhupada in the purport mentions about the demoniac mentality. So what is it? Prabhupada writes in, uh, you know, one who are reluctant to accept the Lord as the supreme absolute truth is the, the what we call as demoniac mentality. So when we do not accept Krishna, we do not accept Krishna as the supreme truth, that's a demoniac mentality. In Bhagavad Gita 8.2, Arjuna is calling Krishna by the name uh, Madhusudna. So we know that Krishna and Arjuna, both of them are being called by different, different names. And each name has its own significance. So at 8.2 in Bhagavad Gita, in 8.2, the calling him Madhusudna, Prabhupada says that it is very significant. As And Prabhupada says that, so in the purport, Prabhupada mentions that the significance of calling Krishna as the Madhusudna. Krishna once killed a demon called Madhu. These questions that arise, you know, now which is arising and in the nature of doubts, should not have arisen in the mind of Arjuna because Arjuna is a Krishna conscious devotee. Therefore, these doubts are like the demons. Since Krishna is so expert in killing demons, Arjuna here addresses him as Madhusudna so that Krishna might kill the demonic doubts that that arise in, that has arisen in Arjuna's mind. So, Whenever we get such doubt, you know, in the very beginning stage, at least talking for my, I'm still in the beginning stage only, but little earlier than this, whenever I will get up and when try to chant in the Brahma Murta, I will, you know, my mind will say, oh, what am I doing? I could have been sleeping. Oh, what is this? Is it real? And all such doubt, Prabhupada is saying, I was like, you know, the doubts like, is Krishna real? Is Krishna consciousness is real? Will Krishna consciousness work for me? Does Krishna care about me? So Prabhupada saying this and the, what all kind of doubts Arjuna ha, ha, has in Bhagavad Gita. He had so much of doubts. And Prabhupada is saying those doubts are like demons. And you know, those doubts are like demon. And uh, Krishna is expert at killing demons. So whenever we have such doubts, so if we call out Krishna by the name Madhusudna, he will kill our those doubts. Those are not, you know, helping us advance in Krishna consciousness. Who, those which are, you know, holding us back. It was Arjuna's doubt that held uh, 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 him, that held Arjuna back from not fighting, which was to, uh, from uh, the battle point of view, fighting was Krishna conscious. 
uh, if you see, because Krishna wanted Arjuna to fight. So that is Krishna, uh, Arjuna's devotional service towards Krishna. And Arjuna was not able to render that service because of its doubts. So anything, any doubt or anything that stops us from doing any devotional service are compared to the, this demonic mentality. So whenever we face, you know, it says that whatever is, uh, uh, whatever is favorable for bhakti, we accept and whatever is unfavorable for bhakti, we reject those. So those doubts are those, uh, what do you say, obstacles. This come, those come on the way of our uh, journey towards Krishna, towards our devotional service, our service towards Guru, our Guru and Srila Prabhupada. So we have to call out to Krishna. We have to take the, you know, help of the devotees, the Shastras, Sadhu, Guru, Shastra, and our deities, you know, so that those doubt and calling out Krishna by the name Madhusudna, then, you know, our, those obstacles will be removed as Krishna kills the demon. Krishna will kill those doubts, those obstacles. He will remove those and we will be happily approaching again. We'll be, you know, resu- we can resume our bhakti or devotional service. Now, okay, reading from next part of the purport. Another difficulty is that those who depend more on their imperfect senses cannot realize him. Krishna as the supreme lord such persons are like moderns are the modern scientists they want to know everything by their experimental knowledge but it is not possible to know the supreme person by imperfect experimental knowledge he is described herein as adhokshaja or beyond the range of experimental knowledge all our senses are imperfect we claim to observe everything and anything, but we must admit that we can observe things under certain material conditions only, which are also beyond our control. The Lord is beyond the observation of sense perception. Queen Kunti accepts this deficiency of the conditioned soul, especially of the women class who are less intelligent. For less intelligent men, there must be such things as temples, mosques or churches so that they may begin to recognize the authority of the Lord and hear about him from authorities in such holy places. For less intelligent men, this beginning of spiritual life is essential and only foolish men decry the establishment of such places of worship which are required to raise the standard of spiritual attributes for the mass of people. For less intelligent persons bowing down before the authority of the Lord as generally done in the temples, mosques or churches is as beneficial as it is for the advanced devotees to meditate upon him by active service. So Adhokshacha is the word that's been used here, which means beyond our experimental knowledge. Our senses are imperfect. So the point that, you know, when you have too much of faith and in future, uh, I mean, in the coming verses, Kunti Maharani would talk about how our high parentage and things like that, you know, it's an obstacle towards the path of bhakti, towards our complete surrender. And Prabhupada is saying, when we become too much of confident, our own strength, okay, I can figure it out. It's very difficult to surrender. And till you surrender, you cannot see Krishna. You cannot feel, you cannot do devotional service. How can you call somebody else boss when you think yourself to be a boss, right? So, you know, 
and the name adokshaja such a such a such a beautiful name he is the one whom you cannot understand from our mundane experiment you he is he he is not somebody whom you think you can read few verses and whom you think you can read about on you know somewhere or the other you get some knowledge and okay i got krishna no krishna the moment you know about him his qualities increases even further so we can never understand krishna the only way prabhupad says the most the person who can know him the most is a bhakta so in the only to bhakti and surrender you we can know the best of krishna still you cannot know all of him but whatever the best one can know krishna is a bhakta a devotee so our as our senses are imperfect so whatever experiment we do with the help of such senses are automatically imperfect that's pure logic we are we are we are called conditioned soul because you know our eyes can see but as soon as the light is not there we cannot see we may be able to smell but as soon as we have cold and cough we cannot smell and during this you know we can understand is even better now because during coronavirus one of the symptom was if you have coronavirus you will not be able to smell things properly so our condition our our senses are so conditioned on other external things which are also not in our control so prabhupad says that with such condition we that's why we are called conditioned soul because we are conditioned on other things we can see if such and such you know if the environment is all right if the light is there our eyes do not have any disease our you know and everything else and then we can see the similarly smell taste all our senses are depending on other external things the moment that external thing is not there our senses become useless so so we cannot to see somebody perfect we cannot use our imperfect senses <clears throat> but krishna but krishna senses are not like that prabhupada says he is is beyond perfection so you know in brahma samhita every day morning we sing uh, during darshan aarti verse 32 says angani yashasya saklendriya vriti manti pashanti panti kalyanti chiram jaganti i'll read the translation each of the limbs of that transcendental figure possesses in himself the full fledged functions of all other organs and eternally sees maintains and manifests the infinite universes both spiritual and mundane so krishna's limbs are not only just perfect but they are also one limb can do the act of another limb that's what it says so that's how when we give prasad this fools who deride krishna not to be a, uh, you know he he they think he is a ordinary human being like you and me the jivatmas they do not understand why do we devotees offer you know anything and everything and especially our you know what we honor as prasadam why do we offer as bhoga to krishna why do we do so they because when we uh, offer it to krishna and when we take it back there is nothing moved from the plate so for them it seems like you know we are just it's a, it's an act of you know sentiment but in krishna says in bhagavad gita patram pushpam phalam toyam that my devotees with love and devotion whatever they offer to me i accept it so we understand krishna's heart and devotee and even if we do not understand krishna's heart with the help of our acharyas they are telling us you know okay do like this and as we surrender to them we surrender as they are surrendered to krishna and we surrender to our guru vargas we are surrendering to krishna we ourselves we cannot understand krishna but because they have understood krishna by their complete surrender by their pure heart and they are instructing us and by following them their footstep their instructions we will 
we are serving Krishna through them. That's why when we offer, we offer it through our, uh, you know, Guru Parampara. We do not offer it directly to Krishna. We chant our Guru Mantras and all other mantras. So it goes step by step by step. And then finally it reaches to Krishna. But the fools, they don't understand. They think that, you know, uh, the prasadam is not moved. So it is not a prasadam. But the fools cannot understand that, you know, Krishna is angani asasya saklendriya. He, he can, one limb for his eyes, you know, his, uh, his, what do you say? You can, you know, he can glance over and it's taken, it's accepted. And then he leaves it for us to honor and so that we can purify our senses. So like that, Prabhupada is mentioning. And then there are other two points like, you know, Prabhupada is talk, talking about two kinds of people. One is less intelligent one and one is the foolish kind. He says that, you know, uh, the less intelligent kinds, for them the temples, the mosque and uh, the churches are very, very important so that they come and they bow down. The moment we bow down, it's a, it's an, whether we realize it or not, it's an act of surrender. Uh, it's an act of uh, it's an act of surrender that we are bowing down to somebody. The moment we you know bow our head down in front of, but we are saying that you are superior and I am inferior. You are the master, I am the servant. You are the um, you are the boss, I am the employee. So we have this mood of surrender, whether we do, when we do obeisances or not, we realize this fact or not. But we are you know bowing down bowing down at the lotus feet of that person. So Prabhupada says that the less intelligent kind of people, just by bowing down in, bowing down in front of the lordship, this, uh, this devotion start developing in front of, uh, to them. But the fools, these are the less intelligent people, but the fools are the one who think that, you know, a temple is not needed, the mosque or the church, church is not needed. This is just a waste of money, energy, space or whatsoever, resources. But the Prabhupada calls them, them also fools, you know, that, you know, they think like that. But the bhakti to start it, to start the devotional, uh, devotional, uh, mood, a temple is so important. So Prabhupada rises, right, that Prabhupada says the temples, mosques, etc. are important as they can, uh, as they can bow down in front of the lordship and hear about the lord from the Hear about the Lord from the authorities in such holy places. But fools are these, those who decry the importance of such, of such holy places as they, ve- as they are very essential for the process of a devotee at the beginning stage. And for, for the, an advanced devotee, surren- uh, as for the advanced devotee, surrender through active service. So, you know what it is says that for, an, for when we, we are in the beginning stage, such temples and mosques and churches can help us so much. But as they as we advance, so this the last line I had, you know, I was not sure what explanation it would be if I have to explain it to if I have to explain it to somebody, and I was not sure. But as I was praying to Radha Kalachanji, that you know, I did not understand the last line as it says that it, the temple is as beneficial as it is beneficial for the advanced devotee to meditate upon him by active service. So this part I really did not understand and I was thinking and I was, you know, asking uh, in front of the deities that what it could be and, you know, I don't know if I'm getting it right or not. I feel as and when we see our gurus, as they, as they, you know, they are so advanced by doing devotional service for 45 years, 50 years and more, 
that they don't need a temple to be a devotee. The temple is inside them. They have their deities in their heart. They have realized Krishna inside their heart. So, you know, even if externally the deity may not be there because they have the deity inside their heart, so they can remain a devotee in and out, inside the temple, outside the temple. But for neophytes like myself, we need temple to take shelter, you know. I might forget Krishna outside, but as soon as I enter the temple, as soon as I bow down, as soon as I see devotees, as soon as I get the association of the devotees, my senses, my emotion for Krishna arise and, you know, and my, my surrender, my love, my whatever, to whatever extent it is, it comes back to what it's supposed to be. But for the advanced devotees, they not necessarily need to be in a temple to be Krishna conscious. But for a you know, less intelligent person, for a person who is still starting their bhakti, for them, you know, a temple, mosque, church, whatever their faith is in, is so essential so that they can remain Krishna conscious. So with that, I would like to rest here. Uh, if there is any comment, correction, please go ahead and add. So, Vancha Kalpatar Ubhyasya Kipa Sindhu Vevacha Patita Nam Pavne Veo Vaishnavi Veo Namo Nama Please correct me if you have, you know, wherever I went wrong. Yes, please. Do you have the mic, Prabhu? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Is it is it working? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for the wonderful class and um, and I I don't have a correction because uh, well first of all I'm not in a position to correct <laughs> but like but if I can share something that I heard ab- about um, the the three stages of of bhakti if I'm going to get this I hope I don't mess it up we have the um, uh, Kanishta, thank you. See, you're helping me. Uh, Kanishta, and then there's Majum and Uttama Adhikari. And from what I read, um, I believe is in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, it says that uh, the act of service is spreading the message of Krishna conscious to others. Yeah, I was thinking preaching, right? Preaching, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Prabhu. Oh, yeah, you're welcome, yeah. And, but also, um, so, but uh, I have a question. Um, I, I just wanted to, I was wondering if you could give a definition for what does sentimentality mean? You know? mm. That is, it, it's very easy for us back in India. If you go now also, you'll see many of the devotional things. It's, you know, I have heard from one class that till it is for Krishna, it, you, we cannot call it bhakti. For other demigods, it's not bhakti and they are not called bhaktas. That's what I have heard in a class. But then that's not how back in India we understand if I'm, you know, I'm not talking on behalf of India. I'm just, I'm talking, sharing about my experience. It is very sentimental. You know, suppose uh, somebody is sitting right in front of me and I'm telling, oh, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. We should do everything for Krishna. That person get very influenced for by Krishna's mercy and they start doing bhakti and then somebody else come and Externally, they may appear very powerful with their, you know, appearance and things like that. And they say, oh no, somebody else, some other demigod, Durga Devi is the supreme personality of Godhead. 
And they say, oh, yes, yes, yes. So this is sentiment. It is always wavering, right? You do not have firm faith. That's why the verse that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that Siddhanta Baliya Chitte Na Koro Alas Yaha Huite Krishna Lage Sudriramanas. And that's the reason I'm, I'm guilty, guilty of not reading Srila Prabhupada's book enough, honestly speaking, Prabhu. I'll be honest in front of Radha Kalachanji. I will not uh, lie. But... Uh, but I do whatever I speak. I speak mostly not from so much from reading, but mostly from hearing. I do like to listen more than I read. That is my inability. But uh, but even hearing Prabhupada, you know, in the nine limbs of bhakti, first thing is shravanam. So we we they say that we see Krishna not through our eyes. We see Krishna through our ears. So the more we see Krishna through the literature, through the authorities, firmly we will know. And tomorrow anybody comes and says, no, Krishna is not the... Like Srila Prabhupada, I gave the example, right? Prabhupada said, even at the cost of Krishna not being the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we are so fixed on Krishna that no matter what, we will not be wavering. And tomorrow if somebody else come and say that, you know, Krishna is not the Supreme Personality of Godhead, we'll say that is your opinion. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We, we, as a devotee, Krishna Prabhupada often tells us not to get into any sort of fight because that disturbs our mental peace because we are not at that level where we can fight like Prabhupada and still remain peaceful inside. If, we, if it is external, it is internal. I'm talking for myself. If it is external, it is internal. So Prabhupada often I have heard that we devotees should be peaceful. If we are peaceful, then we can do our services very nicely. Otherwise, we will be in that mood. So the sentiment, sorry if I took you you know, everywhere, but but sentimental, like, you know, they're very, very common back in India where I come from. I have seen that, you know, they are worshipping everybody with the mood that everybody is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And other day, one of my very own relative told, you know, when I'm bowing down to Krishna with the mood that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the same time I'm thinking Lord Shiva is, you know, feeling bad that, you know, all this while you have been, this is called sentiment. This is called sentiment that we do not have the firm faith that just by serving Krishna, we serve everybody else. Bhagavad Gita Krishna says that if you worship me, you come back to me. If you worship the demigods, you go to demigods. And if you worship the bhutas, you go to the bhutas and the pitras and so on and so forth. But because, you know, it's an advantage and disadvantage both. Both places like, you know, Western countries and the Indian India, it has its own advantage. The main problem is the moment you say Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, they ask, what about Shiva? What about Durga, Ganesh? So, because this is a sentiment, because my mom has told that you have to worship Shiva for this and things. These are called sentiments. We are not... Sentiment is something when our bhakti is not based on the scripture. It is based on something we have heard from unauthoritative uh, sources. Does it make sense, Prabhu? Yeah, so, so basically. We may cry, you know, we may cry, oh Krishna, you are so wonderful. And then we go to again some other temple and we cry there also. So we are not loyal. We are not sati. We are not chaste like Kunti Devi. Do you see? We are not sati then. We are not sati. We are a sati. We are not sati. We are not chaste. We are unchaste. We are not unalloyed. We are alloyed because we have so many other faith along with Krishna faith. So it's so sentimentality is is simply a feeling that one has. It doesn't have a shadu guru shastra. It is not backed by anything firm. If you, you if you challenge them, where can you in the puranas or in the shastras? Where have you seen that you know this personality whom you are claiming? They are, even so, so so many times they go beyond. They, the Prabhupada's right that they they start worshiping even the human beings. 
even the normal human being who will just die right in front of their eyes, who cannot even lift their own, uh, what do you say, phone sometimes, and they will think, oh, they are dead. And that's why Prabhupada is writing about Govardhan Hill, and that's the reason you will see Prabhupada, you know, talking about all these things, because he comes there and he has seen this, you know, first thing you tell them, they will challenge you back. But if you challenge them back, they cannot tell because they mostly they haven't read the Shastras. They do not have any firm conviction. They say that because that's, that's what they have been hearing. That's why my understanding is probably if it makes sense to you. Uh, yes. So backing it up with, with the Shastra. And makes, Guru and Shastra. And Sadhu Guru. Shastra, yeah. Shastra. Makes, and that makes the difference between sentimentality. But then what do you call it? Is That's not belief because it's more than belief. It's a too. sentimental. No, no, no. I'm not, I mean. What do you call it? What do you call the idea that Krishna is a supreme personality? Yes, it's not a belief because it's true. It's, 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 it's a truth. bhakti. That's why it's called devotion. Bhakti. It is bhakti. called devotion or devotional service. I mean, if it is just sentiment, it will just remain for some time. But if it is fixed, like I don't know if that example, if somebody outside, I don't know, I'm just making it up for you, just for you to understand, so I don't know if it will make sense. Suppose you have your mom, Right? Your mom. You love your mom. Because you have you have heard about, you have experienced the kind of sacrifices she has done for... I'm talking just an example. Let's talk about Srila Prabhupada. Uh, for us, the, those who of us are in ISKCON, we have heard and, you know, seen for us. We are fortunate, seen Prabhupada sacrificing so much for us. So our love for Prabhupada has increased like our love for our mother or father has increased. Seeing them so much, doing so much for us. But for somebody else outside, for them, Prabhupada is just another guru. In front of Prabhupada, they might be saying, oh, Prabhupada. And they might be showing all their ecstatic symptoms. And they might show so much of love. The moment they go out, they see somebody else who appears to be similar to Srila Prabhupada. They do not have that much of love. So they will surrender to them as well. But for us, we know what Srila Prabhupada has done for us. Because we have read Lila Amrit, we have watched those videos, we have heard from the senior devotees, Prabhupada's disciples. So we have that emotion. So to bring that emotion, to make that strong, and that, that's what it is, that is the conviction. So of course that based on Shaduguru, Shastras, those are the three very, very strong pillars. But even Krishna consciousness, Prabhupada says actually, you know, I've heard in a class from his lotus mouth on Prabhupada Bani that... Um, even for those sentimental, even we might be having, I mean, back in India, there are, you know, devotees who may not believe in reading so much or hearing so much or may not comprehend. Everybody is different, right? God made us everybody, every one of us differently. So everybody may not analytic, may not be analytical. Somebody like to serve Krishna with uh, in, uh, intelligence. Somebody may like to Krishna with emotion. Somebody may like to, best thing is if we can do both, Prabhupada says, you know, if we just religion without, uh, there's a, I mean, I, I don't remember the statement exactly. It, it should not be either drive uh, speculation or it should not be a, uh, just sentimental. So, you know, in Bhagavad Gita, yeah, without religion. Speculation, yeah. So, so it, it should be a combination. I mean, you read, you make your conviction strong, and at the same time, you have your emotion. Of course, we have to have emotion to offer everything of ours to our guru and Krishna, right? So it is emotion and alongside the bhakti is emotion and that's why it's called devotional service. We do we do so many things. It is not just one thing that we just read. It is not just we just meditate or chant. It is not just we just do deity worship. We do everything so that we are, you know, we are satisfied 
and we are what do you say all rounded we are we are we are prabhupada says variety is the mother of enjoyment so we are satisfied so that we we do not go out for to look for something the people they go out because they are not satisfied right they do one um, something they do one activity the materialistic they do one activity they do another one they do one keep they keep jumping the reason they cannot keep consistency because they are not satisfied the reason prabhupada has given us everything so that we remain satisfied within krishna consciousness and do everything for krishna coming back to the point i'm sorry i deviated a little bit so you were saying that uh, what was your question sorry oh uh No, you answered my question between sentimentality and in what to call yeah, what is not uh, sentimentality. I mean, even but yeah, I remember the Prabhupada said even even you know, Krishna accepts every one of us, right? So even those who cannot read scriptures and cannot understand Prabhupada, I'm paraphrasing again, saying that you know even they they can eat prasadam and chant Hare Krishna and they can still remain Krishna conscious if they. But then, if though for those of us who can read and who can comprehend, because in India not everybody can read. not everybody can read not everybody has the time i mean the, there are there's so many variety of people there they may not have time or they may not have the ability to read and understand the scripture and contemplate and become you know okay fixed up but even they can prabhupad says they can if they don't understand anything they can still eat prasadam and chant hare krishna and they can remain for them also there is hope it's not that the sentimental people cannot remain in krishna consciousness but if you can if you can if we can read scriptures and get our conviction firm like as chaitanya mahaprabhu instructs us then krishna will be never removed nobody can come and challenge us that you know with other philosophies we will be firm in our philosophy if we can that is the best if we cannot krishna is still there for those who surrenders to krishna we do all these things so that we can because surrender to krishna we read not to prove somebody something we read we hear not to prove others how scholarly i am but we read them so that we can surrender and convince other to others to surrender that is what my understanding little understanding is that's wonderful and then, uh i don't want to hog the mic anyone else have anything i have one more question that's good yeah uh so you said that uh that mother kunti was called sati but um but i don't i don't know what sati means can you can you talk about sati, sati? means a lady who is very very chaste i mean it is if you see in the previous yugas not kali yuga they they wouldn't uh, think of another man even in their mind and there is a story you know parshuram right sure parshuram parshuram's father was called uh, um jamadagni and mother was mother's name right now renuka Renuka and Jamadagni. So Renuka goes on the bank of Yamuna, and there he she sees this uh, uh, Gandharva, you know, sporting in the uh, water, Ganga water, and you know, along with other Matajis. And she, for a while, she thought about that Gandharva to be so so beautiful, and thought if I would have had association of his. And at the moment she thought in her mind, she did not do anything with action. She just looked and just thought. and with that she felt oh, oh i am so unchaste imagine like thinking that condition in the in kali yoga and she thought i am so unchaste and the moment she went jamadagni by his mystic potency and she knew that he would know because those time sages were so powerful mataji were so chaste and by their chastity they could you know 
bring even the devatas down they had so much of potency in their chastity it's like a what do you say it's a uh, what do you call an armor sort of thing I mean, like they have the strength of the chastity it's like a blessing in itself they maintain their chastity and they can make even the demigods do things like that that is the power so so she goes back and jamadagni gets very upset says you are no more chest to me so she he orders his other sons and nobody agrees and then he says to Parshuram that, you know, slain your mother and other brothers who didn't listen to me and slain her for her end. So we see, even thinking in mind, you can be considered to be unchaste. So sati means uh, being, uh, what do you say, chaste. One who is very, very chaste. Not even in your mind you think of somebody else. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. You have something to add, Prabhu? Can we end here? Hare Krishna. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam ki. Srila Prabhupada ki. Shri Shri Radha Kala Chanji ki. Gaur Pemanam.